The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Coming soon to wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, January 3rd. In today's news, Orrin Hatch retires and Mitt Romney moves towards running. The NSA is bleeding skilled employees, and a monster storm is expected to slam the East Coast this weekend. But first, the big idea. North Korea brinkmanship is once again spotlighting President Trump's fixation on size. Following Trump's tweets can feel like watching a short man drive a Hummer. His fragile ego is always looking to overcompensate. The latest manifestation of this is downright Napoleonic. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un said Monday that the United States is, quote, within the range of our nuclear strike and, quote, a nuclear button is always on the desk of my office. Twelve minutes after Fox News highlighted that quote last night, Trump tweeted, quote, Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform him that I too have a nuclear button, but it is a much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works. Yes, you heard that right. This isn't the first time Trump has made a not very thinly veiled allusion to his manhood. During the Republican primaries, he gave Marco Rubio the nickname Little Marco, and the Florida senator eagerly joined him in the gutter. Rubio said during a rally, quote, Have you seen his small hands? And you know what they say about men with small hands. Trump replied during a Republican debate, I guarantee you there is no problem. Quote, I guarantee you. Our in-house fact checkers tabulate that Trump has made 1,950 false or misleading claims over the past 347 days. Many are exaggerations about the hugeness of something he's taking credit for. For example, Trump has repeated the falsehood that he's passing, quote, the biggest tax cut ever at least 53 times, even though his own Treasury Department's data shows it's the eighth biggest. Another one of the many examples that prove that size matters to Trump, he exaggerates his net worth and business activities, claiming that the Trump organization last year generated $9.5 billion in annual revenue, when financial disclosure reports show that it's less than one-tenth of that. This is all part of a pattern, from crowd sizes to the number of floors in Trump Tower. North Korean dictators have been insulting American presidents for seven decades now, but Trump's the first to let their taunts get under his skin. He had scaled back his fire and fury rhetoric since the summer at the behest of his foreign policy advisors, but today he's back to calling the 33-year-old Rocket Man. Is there a method to this madness? The most charitable explanation for Trump's taunts is that he's embracing Richard Nixon's madman theory of foreign policy. The idea here is that North Korea is more likely to make concessions and negotiate if they believe that the threat of United States military action is credible, and they are more likely to believe that if they think Trump is actually crazy enough to use nuclear weapons. For what it's worth, there's not actually a button Trump can press to launch nukes. There is, however, a button in the Oval Office that lets him order Diet Cokes. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Republican Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah has announced his retirement from the Senate after seven terms. Hatch is 83 years old and a close ally of Trump. Just last week, he said that Trump might be the best president ever. He decided to step down despite strong encouragement from the president to run for another term. 
This is significant because his retirement triggers an open contest in Utah. Utah's heavily Republican. Republicans will hold the seat. That's not the issue. But it establishes former presidential contender Mitt Romney, one of Trump's biggest and most credible Republican critics, as the frontrunner to replace Hatch. Romney hasn't publicly addressed whether he's going to run, but several Republican sources with a close eye on the race say they see signs that his allies are gearing up for a campaign. If Romney runs and wins, Trump would gain a notable rival in his own party in the Senate. Romney could end up replacing the retiring Bob Corker and Jeff Flake as a sort of conservative conscience in the Senate. Number two, employees of the National Security Agency are leaving the organization for better paying jobs amid sagging morale at the agency. Since 2015, the NSA has lost several hundred hackers, engineers, and data scientists. The potential impact for our country's security is significant. Those who have left were responsible for collecting and analyzing the intelligence that goes into the president's daily briefing. They were also in charge of monitoring crucial subjects like the Islamic State and Russia and North Korea. Morale at the NSA first dipped in 2013 after former contractor Ed Snowden made public the scope of the agency's surveillance of American citizens. The agency is trying to fill its vacancies, but officials say most new personnel lack the experience levels of those who left. Number three, a gigantic storm is slated to hammer the East Coast this week and pummel the region with one of the most intense weather systems in decades. That system will resemble a winter hurricane and involve a nasty combination of ice, snow, and chill. Forecasters are now expecting the storm to become a so-called bomb cyclone. That's what the forecasters say, a bomb cyclone, because its pressure is predicted to fall fast. The resulting winds will howl at 30 to 50 miles per hour along the coast. Mid-Atlantic area residents should brace for wind and temperatures in the single digits. And that's the Daily 202 for Wednesday, January 3rd. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman. Stay warm, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.